Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We now head north of the border to Canada in Toronto where uh, our own Chuck Freeman from 105.7 FM The Fan Morning Show stands by. Chuck, how you doing? Uh, doing all right, Michaels. It's a holiday up here in uh, in Canada. It's Victoria Day or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know much about it, but it's kind of like their Memorial Day, I guess. Okay. And I don't see anybody out of the streets, so um, I guess it's like our, you know, it was like, uh, how, how next week it's going to be for us. Uh, sure. Sunday night was for them last night. You know, right. it was people were out and about doing stuff. Okay. Well, Victoria Day or whatever that happens to be in Canada. Well, enjoy it, I guess. Hopefully a couple of good restaurants and bars are open. You know, I'm right out here by the airport, and I don't see a damn thing out here. I was looking to get to the meat later, and I'm like, man, all I see is hotels in the airport. Where do they eat out here? <laughs> I'm starved. Yeah. So uh, last night, look, uh, I, I can only imagine that you were probably upstairs as frustrated as anybody else watching it at home. The difference is you couldn't scream profanities the way the rest of us probably could, but this was a craptastic performance by the Milwaukee Bucks, and they still went to double overtime, and that's what I can take away from this game. Yeah, how about that? You had horrible performances from a number of guys, namely your star player, the league MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, 5 of 16 shooting. Eric Bledsoe, 3 of 16. Chris Middleton, 3 of 16. Uh, Miritich, Nikola Miritich, 3 of 11. Uh, and yet you were still in this ballgame. How the hell did they ever take a two-point lead in the overtime with that many poor, poor performances on mm-hmm. the team? And, you know, you had a couple of guys for them playing really well. Powell was playing well at the bench. Uh, Siakam did really well, uh, and Leonard, both offensively and his defensive work on Giannis last night. So uh, 20 tur- turnovers by the Bucks. you throw that in the mix, and many things went wrong for the Bucks. yet still you were right there, kind of like game one, where you didn't play your best basketball, and you still won by eight, only this time they lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh... – I, I became frustrated. Bledsoe's games on the inside. When he's driving and dishing, that's when he's at his best, and it does open up the outside game. Last night, he struggled. Middleton obviously struggled, and you can almost get it predictable down the stretch when they were going to do the one-on-one, the dribble drive. They dribble out of control, lose the basketball. Turnovers were were vital. As George Carl used to say, you don't value the possession. And then we saw, obviously, the Bucks fall, and Siakam, although he did give them life, he came up big down the stretch. So, I guess, look, it, 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 this is where I turn the page, and I say, ah, the Bucks are going to win, you know, game four. They should then come back home and be able to close things out. But the pattern that is emerging that is bothersome to me is they continually, when the starters are in at the beginning of a game, they continue to fall behind, and they do it more often than not. And against a team like Golden State, they will make you pay. You cannot continually do this. Well, you don't want that 9- and 11-point deficit to turn into 17, 18, 19, 23. Right. You know, I always say, you know, that first quarter, you just kind of play it through. And if you're down by 11, okay. You know, you don't want to be down by 11, but, uh, you know, you don't want to make it any worse. You don't want to be down by 25. And because uh, th- there comes a point where you just can't bear, especially against a good team like Golden State or Toronto, you just can't dig yourself out. Uh, but the Bucks never got worse than 11 last night, and they stayed with it, stayed with it. They kept uh, plugging away. You know, they'd be down by 7, 8. They'd make a run, get to within 3 or 2 but they could never tie that game up or take the lead. They have two leads in this game, Bill. They had the lead 
2 nothing to start the game, and they had a, a lead in, in the opening couple of seconds of the second overtime. How bizarre. You could play these two teams a thousand times. You will never see the outcome quite like anything close what happened last night where it went to double overtime. The Bucks only had a couple leads in this game, yet still took it to overtime, turned the ball over as many times as they did, had their stars play poorly, yet almost won the game. Um, last night in the locker room, what was it like? I know that uh, Giannis didn't really want to speak to the media, which kind of bothers me. I know people are kind of giving him the pass, saying, well, he was devastated by the loss. I get it, but you can't. I've always said it. You, it doesn't matter who it is. You can't stand up there and accept the adulation and then not want to talk to anybody after you have an ugly loss, specifically when you don't perform well. Yeah, Bill, he did talk. He did talk. It just took a little longer. Um, he After the game, uh, there was probably about 40 of us right in front of his locker, and Bill, he usually doesn't talk to the media until after, and I'm with you on that too. You know, hey, it's 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 one thing to be talking when you win a game, but you better be talking in the same way if you lose. And and Giannis isn't that way. Giannis, uh, you know, took a shower, came back, so it was about 40 minutes later. Did he make us wait a little bit? Yeah, he did. But that's what Giannis does. You know, he, it takes him a while. And but Giannis had a blank stare in front of his locker, just staring. He had both his feet in ice buckets. He had both of his knees wrapped up, as is always the case after games. And I've seen him many times with that. But I have not seen him with quite the stare that he had on his face last night after the game. Because most of the time we see him after games this year, he's won. But he had this blank stare, and people are looking at him, and he's just staring out in space. And it was just an odd scene. And then, before you know it, he woke out of his uh, blankness and took the bandages off, got up, walked into the shower room, and then we waited for Giannis to come back, dry himself off, get himself dressed, finally turned around, boom, talk. But he did talk. It just took him a little bit to get going. Yeah, I, uh, I I looked at that team last night, and I thought, boy, I would have loved to have seen George Hill and Brogdon in there a little bit more. I know they were trying to get Bledsoe back into the game, and I get it because Budenholzer, listen, look, I, I don't know if you saw the drop-in, but TNT had a microphone and a camera in the locker room right after the game, and, and, and Budenholzer comes in and says, hey, guys, don't worry about this. You just went double overtime, and you didn't play great. I mean, it was like a historically bad night, and we still went to double overtime. You're going to get this. Don't worry about it. We'll see you tomorrow, that kind of thing, which I thought was really positive. That's pretty much been his you know, modus operandi all season long, is just stay positive, let it fly, we're going to be good, don't worry. I think he knows the talent on his team, and I, I'm, I'm not – the Bucks are going to win the series. I just am a little bit concerned about the patterns that are beginning to emerge with this team. You know, falling into the hole. And, 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 and Budenholzer has done that this season. Where they've played a bad game, he's come out and said, you know what, we're just going to throw this – we're just going to burn the tape, as he would say, and move on to the next game. Yeah. Nothing really we can do. That was kind of what he said last night. Just, we're just going to move on. We're just yeah. going to move on. They're, they're, they are just, there's nothing they can do. They, they played such a horrible game. Yeah. And I, and I saw people on Twitter, hey, you know, he needs a light of fire under these guys. It's not what they need. It wasn't yeah. a matter of lighting a fire. What are you going to do? A light of fire is going to make Bledsoe shoot better. Lighting fire is going to make Middleton shoot better, uh, make Giannis make better decisions uh, uh, as far as shooting uh, or break through that defensive wall. At some point, you got to give the Raptors credit. They did a nice job defensively. And when the Raptors are making their shots or any opponent makes their shots, Giannis can't get going in the transition game. You know, he doesn't. Uh, he can't go the other way. He can't go the other way against that against that defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, that happened last night. They were making shots. And Giannis could not, uh, you know, how many transition baskets did he have? He probably could count on one hand. Well, he could count on one hand the number of baskets he made because there were very few. There were five of them. Um, so, and, and very few in transition. So, 
You know, it all starts on the defensive end with the Bucks. As I, uh, many good basketball teams will say, they, it starts on the defensive end, Bill. they got to yeah. get the, the defense going. Well, it, was it me or did it look the same in person to you? It looked like Toronto was just quicker at times than what the Bucks were. I mean, the Bucks, they, they dribbled out of control a lot of the time, and when it came to the defensive end, they didn't start a lot because Toronto was just quicker and passed the basketball better than what the Bucks did. Uh, great ball movement. This is the first time this year that – uh, Toronto, uh, the first time in the series that Toronto has moved the ball well on the perimeter. Boom, 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 boom. Like the Bucks usually do. Distribute the ball. You know, to court, uh, quote George Carl there, you did a little while ago, and I'll get another one. George always said, hey, be unselfish with the basketball. Be unselfish with the value possession. Be unselfish with the basketball. And that's what uh, Toronto was. A, they were working around getting good shots, whether it was Siakam or Powell from the corner three, uh, Gasol, Leonard. A lot of players played really well for Toronto last night. I think redemption is in order for Game Four, Bill. You won't see as many Bucks players play as poor, and I don't think you'll see Siakam and uh, even Paul Gasol or Powell play as well as they did on Sunday night. Yep. Uh, good stuff as always, Chucker. Enjoy Toronto. Find something to eat. We'll talk to you down the road. Okay. All right, Bill. Talk to you tomorrow. Hi, buddy. See ya. He drops off, and if you want to chime in, we're going to still discuss this. By the way, our best best Bucks coverage. It's presented by our friends at Hupe and Abraham. If you're injured, call Hupe and Abraham. Voted best, rated best year after year. Visit Hupe.com today. Also by Robert Hack Diamonds. Which right now, before May 25th, whatever you go in and you buy, if the Bucks win the championship, if the Milwaukee basketball team wins the championship, uh, your jewelry is free also by our friends at the q club of wisconsin and they have televisions everywhere if you're going to go there and watch uh, the rest of the playoff action and the championship action check it out at q club of wisconsin and by our good friends the heat and frost insulators as well. this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.